following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthman. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of radio. I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you again. The Jackal. Welcome one, welcome all, welcome friends, welcome foes to another episode right here inside the Jackal's Head, live once again on PSN Radio and PSN TV, and of course the great SoulFlowRadio.com. Everybody, thank you for spending your evening here March 18th, 2021st. Uh, I'm so happy to be live once again with you, and uh, to be alive is a blessing uh, with uh, the way society is uh, these days and with the way the world is, so uh, we're all blessed to be here, and I want to thank each and every one of you for uh, spending your uh, Thursday afternoon with me. Let me uh, lower my phone, because everybody's texting me right now, are you live, are you live? Power off. Bam. Uh, uh, see, Deadpool. Anyway, uh, so yeah, everybody, uh, thank you for uh, joining me. For everybody watching on YouTube, uh, DLive, and all the other places, uh, if you have that subscribe button, please make sure you hit the subscribe button uh, before we continue. I wanted to um, start mentioning that. Uh, as they tell me, it's important that people who are on YouTube actually subscribe uh it, it's something to do with the algorithm and with popularity and uh growing the channel and monetizing the whole nine yards but please subscribe to the channel and give me a thumbs up or a likes or whatever uh we are live and i have an awesome guest with me uh tonight joining uh within the uh, next uh 30 minutes or so his name is Robert D. Morningstar. He really needs no introduction on my show. He's been on uh, many times. Uh, he literally is one of my favorite uh, guests to have on. And uh, he's been doing his own podcast for some time now. Uh, a lot of you might know him from UFO Digest. And uh, he does, uh, he's been doing really great work on not only the UFO front, uh, but also the you know, JFK conspiracy and a lot of other stuff that's been happening in the news, even the current stuff with uh, the way, you know, the the administration, uh, previous and current, uh, have uh, been handling the uh, the world and the Kung Flu oh, virus. Uh, so for all my f- uh, fellow deplorables, please uh, sit back and you're going to enjoy tonight's episode, I guarantee it. I want to give a special shout-out to Kate again, who uh, had a fantastic guest, uh, Byron Rogers. Awesome, awesome guest, and uh, just a, a fabulous show. If you guys didn't hear that show, make sure you check out that podcast. It's over live now, on, or, well, it was live uh, a couple hours ago, but it's podcasted on our SoundCloud uh, page, which could be easily accessed if you guys go to uh, publicstreamingnetwork.com that's publicstreamingnetwork.com and check out the uh, you know the shows on there and click on her tab also she has her own website now where you can find all the video and audio stuff it's around the campfire with Kate period 
at blogspot.com. So around the campfire with Kate, period, blogspot.com. Check that website out, bookmark it, and make sure you catch her every Thursday and Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And uh, she, uh, I mean, she really did a really, really, really good job uh, of, uh, you know, uh, of presenting uh, interesting uh, guests and uh, interviewing uh, Mr. Rogers about, <laughs> Mr. Rogers, uh, about, you know, uh, how to, like, sur- you know, the, well, his background in Survivor, skills and uh you know like how to defend himself and stuff and uh interesting interesting guest i actually think that a great uh show for her would be her and robert morningstar i think that would be really uh an interesting interview uh for them to get together uh and do uh some kind of a podcast uh episode uh it, you know whether it's on his show or her show who knows either or would be great uh, but check the uh, show out. Like I said, it's live now. Uh, but I have a lot of news, and I got a couple of uh, video clips and audio clips for either or audience who's paying attention right now uh, for you guys to uh, check out. Uh, interesting uh, stuff indeed. Uh, I don't know, and I, this is something I caught at the last minute, and I wanted to jump right into this because I, you know, I do a lot of video editing and. I, I make a lot of the sauce happen here on PSN, as they say, and I know how video editing works, and I saw a video of Joe Biden giving an interview uh, in front of uh, what, you know, they're saying is the White House, and, uh, you know, he rarely does interviews, right, like he's, he hasn't done a press interview in, what, like 60 days now, I think, or something like that. Uh, the longest any president has gone without an interview. He hasn't done a State of the Union or anything. And um, I think it's either the longest or one of the longest. But the video is kind of funny because as he's leaning into uh, to hear the question, you can see that he's, you know, like he's, you know, he can't exactly hear what they're asking him, right? The way his hand interacts with the microphone that are like at in his face looks like it's layered it doesn't look like it's a natural like effect like this is a microphone right i don't know if you guys can see there you go okay then i'm coming towards the microphone and i'm sorry for my listening audience you can't see this this is why it's great to go over to the video uh stream and start getting used to going there over on psn-tv.com but uh, back to the say this is the microphone and he's doing one of these right look at the perspective right now he's like here right but somehow it doesn't like show up properly you know it really looks like he's in a group you know in front of a green screen and you have to kind of just see it to like understand what i'm trying to get at but just keep that in mind for those who saw what i just did and uh when i play the i think i might have the video uh to be able to play it hopefully i do uh if i do let's see screen green screen yes i think i do have the video hooray for technology Okay, I might be able to play this uh, if uh, if all else uh, if everything allows me to anyway. Uh, but 
Let me see. I'm going to set it up just in case. Uh, just in case, just in case. Uh, just, uh, you know, I don't want to have any uh, major debacles on video and place them improper by accident. Like, you know, movies that I'm not supposed to have that are uh, just released. By the way, I'm going to have a review, speaking of which, of uh, the four-hour cut, as I preface, of the four-hour cut of the uh, Snyder cut of Justice League. Yes, I uh, I subscribed, and I'm uh, checking it out, and uh, we'll see uh, what I think of it. Oh, yeah, this is going to be good. Okay, cool. I'm going to leave that there. And I'll come back to that in a second here, and I'll show you guys what I'm talking about. But anyway, um, so when you see this, uh, and I'm going to play it in a second, like I said, when you see this video, it's going to like really make you think, what's going on here? Is this a real presidency, or, or what the heck is this? Uh, are, we, you know, are we being lied to? Are we getting played? What's exactly going on? And I hope that, you know, Robert is watching or listening. Uh, so he, you know, might have a, an idea of, you know, what I'm talking about later on. So we could, you know, bring this up and, and kind of, uh, dissect this video because it's very interesting. There's been a lot of hokey stuff. I mean, I saw, uh, a tweet a while back when he first took office. Scary thought there. He took office. Uh, that uh, I think it was Ivanka um, Trump put out where it shows him signing one of the executive orders. And in the executive order that he's signing in the background, it looks like he's on the first level or the, you know, he's on ground level because you can see like a truck, you know, like right there or something like that. You can see the grass and all that stuff. And then she shows a picture of her dad, Donald Trump doing, you know, almost the exact same thing, again, both in the Oval Office, but yet he was on the second floor, and there was completely different background. From the window standpoint, I'm saying. So it almost looks like Joe wasn't really in the White House. Like, maybe that's like a makeshift Oval Office in a studio somewhere. And I know some people, uh, you know, I, I don't want to name names. I don't want to, like, uh, get into a conspiracy because I don't want to get the uh, deplatformed here. But, uh, you know, it was kind of interesting. Uh, you know, you never know how much you can get away with YouTube these days. But uh, it was interesting because uh, it, it really does kind of bring the question up. Is he really at the White House? Is he, you know, really uh, running the country? Um, you know, and when I watch that and then I watch the video I'm going to play for you here in a second, I really start to question that because these things, I mean, you know, we have to question these things. I mean, we can't just stay silent, right? I mean, that, that's not good. So let's go ahead and do that. Let's, uh, let, let's go and, uh, play the video, shall we? Here we go. Bam, there it is. All right, cool. 
Now, as you can see there so far, uh, so good, right? Joe uh, is just standing there. Uh, nothing uh, weird about that, right? But uh, I'm going to uh, play the audio also for my listening audience as I play the video. But check out the movement again. Not at the moment. Have you decided when you're able to share thoughts with other countries? Okay, did you guys catch that? Allies or neighbors first? Who will be the first country to get U.S. vaccines? I've been talking with several countries already. Well, I'll let you know that very shortly. Okay, I'm, I'm going to replay that. Check this out. I, I really want people to, to see this. Watch the microphones. Okay, you, you see his arms? Check out his arms. It's it's not even proportioned correctly, right? But look how close he is, or I should say how far he is from the microphone, and yet look how it looks like he's over the microphone. Watch that. Watch. Look. See? It's like it's layered, guys. I, I mean... Look right there. It's not. It's not even proportioned correctly. Uh, I mean, what's going on here, guys? Uh, uh, is this a real presidency? Is this a real administration? Or what the hell's going on? Now, I found this on Twitter. Uh, they were posting this, and um, I, I mean, if anybody has an answer for this, please let you know. Let me know, because I mean, just look at this. I mean, this is. Shoddy Photoshop work, uh, if I ever seen it. I'm going to see if I can pause it somewhere around here. Right there. Check that. All right. I'm going to leave it there paused. I, I mean, that's not even good Photoshop as it is. That's really, really, really bad work. So when I look at that kind of stuff, I'm like, you know, I want to believe that, uh, you know, this guy is being serious and he really wants to do well and he, and he means what he says. Uh, but then I see this kind of stuff happening and I'm like, you know, I, I have, I have no confidence whatsoever that uh, this is a legit presidency at this point. I mean, when I see stuff like this, uh, are they pre-recording this uh, before he gets to, you know, gets to bed? Uh, what exactly are, are, are we, you know, talking about here with this President Biden? Uh, I mean, it, it, again, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out if uh, something's not smelling right. And just by the look uh, of that video alone tells you that something's not right with this misadministration here and 
you see that you know little blue uh, marble in the background there, guys. It, that planet right there is being, I think, you know, had by one of the probably the, the biggest uh, hoaxes ever. Why can't this president actually go live in front of a news camera and actually address you know the press? What is he scared of? I mean, obviously, you know, this is fake. Okay, uh, I don't care if, uh, if, you know, Twitter or if uh, Facebook or YouTube or anybody wants to, like, you know, give me a, a, a notification or wants to, like, uh, you know, kind of debunk uh, this part of the video or whatever or a proof uh, check it or, or whatnot, uh, whatever you want to do, but, you know, show me some proof that this video is altered. Uh, because uh, if it is, you know, that's, you know, fantastic work by whoever did it. Uh, and really bad work if it's uh, a legit video uh, that came from the Biden people. If this is like something they really put out. My God, man, they really need to like up their game with the, the level of fakery that they're uh, doing on video. This is laughable. I mean, once again, let me, let me replay it, guys. I mean, the the guy looks literally like he is in front of a green screen. That's what... <laughs> wow. It's amazing. It, it, it simply is incredible. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, when you look at stuff like that, you really have to kind of wonder... Again, what the hell's going on? Are, are, are we being duped? Are we being played? Uh, is this some kind of a con uh, that's being done over on the American people? It really is starting to look that way when when you dissect uh, what exactly it is that we're facing now. Uh, m- you know, Fox and Friends and a lot of these other uh, news outlets, uh, quote-unquote, news sources, um are one of the few that kind of remain real to what might be happening. And I give them, you know, some credit for at least trying. Um, I really do because it's, you know, it's easy to just jump on the bandwagon and go full out and just, you know, endorse whatever nonsense. But, you know, there are uh, people that are on Fox and Friends who are at least trying uh, to, you know, be fair and balanced to both sides. And primetime uh, with Maria is one of them. She interviewed uh, recently Donald Trump Jr. And, uh, you know, Trump called, of course, uh, you know, uh, Pepe Le Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo in New York, one of the biggest uh, predators in American politics today on her show. And, um, you know, I respect Donald Trump and I respect his kids. And Donald Trump Jr., man, he's really been outspoken, which is awesome to see because, uh, you know, we need more people that are outspoken who are just, you know, they are not scared. And that, that was, that's, I think, what really resonated with uh, a lot of the Trump supporters, uh, which I don't think uh, till this day, uh, they, you know, I want to say they, I'm talking about the Republican rhinos, 
don't seem to understand why Trump did as well as he, he's done with the Republican base, not only that, but the independent, why so many other minorities like Cubans here in Florida jumped on and voted for him. Uh, because, you know, while he speaks a certain way, at least he kind of like keeps it real, right? And that's very important. Now I'm going to play another uh, uh, video here. This is, uh, again, Fox uh, Fox uh, Primetime with Maria. And uh, we're talking about Andrew Pepe Le Cuomo. Uh, and how Biden doesn't want to, like, you know, really address the situation and uh, check out what, uh, you know, uh, Donald Trump Jr. has to say about this uh, entire thing. Uh, let's get the uh, video rolling here. And uh, let's see. Welcome back. Amid swirling scandals, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is facing growing calls from lawmakers for his resignation. But not from President Biden. Here's what the president told reporters yesterday. Do you think Governor Andrew Cuomo should resign? I think the investigation is underway and we should see what it brings us. And the Democratic New York State Attorney General is overseeing that investigation. I wonder if this is on uh, green screen. Against Governor Cuomo. As a new Siena College poll shows half of New York voters do not think the governor should resign. Joining me right now, Donald Trump Jr., the author of the book, Liberal Privilege, Joe Biden and the Democrats' Defense of the Indefensible. Don, it's great to see you tonight. Thanks very much for joining us. Your reaction to all of this? It's my point. Listen, it doesn't surprise me. I wrote the book Liberal Privilege because that's exactly what this is. I talk about these very things, right? If you have an accusation like these times, what is it now, seven or eight? I, you know, I've lost track. There's so many that are coming out of the woodwork. All of them seem to be tied somehow to the New York Democrat Party also, which leads me to believe that there's probably dozens more people that are just worried about reprisal uh, affecting their you know, job security, working in the Democrat Party, going after the leader of New York's Democrat Party. But it's this sort of hypocrisy that goes on. If Andrew Cuomo were a Republican governor, they would have perp-walked him into a courthouse by now. Okay, Beyond the obvious the sexual harassment allegations, you have a few allegations now that seem to go much further than that. There was actually touching involved. That seems to be more like sexual assault to me. You then also have the added benefit of the fact that he lied about sending your grandmother into a nursing home to her death times a few thousand uh, and then tried to cover that up. This guy was made a hero when he seems like he's maybe the biggest predator in American politics today. And yet that's what you get if you're a Democrat. You can get away with it. No one's going to hold you accountable. The media will give you an Emmy Award while you're either sending Nana to her death or you're groping one of your staffers. That's what's going on here. And if this was done in I'm in Florida right now, if Ron DeSantis did that as governor of Florida, he'd be in jail by now, but Andrew Cuomo will likely get away with it. Joe Biden won't even comment on it. Didn't stop Joe Biden from commenting on Brett Kavanaugh or any other Republican that's been accused of these things. Joe Biden probably not the best person to talk about these things, given his history of sniffing children, etc. But that's what it is. It's a double standard that we have to correct. It cannot continue like this anymore. There should be equal justice under the wow. law. Right now, there's only justice under the law if you're a Republican. You get justice served mm. upon you, usually in a negative way. If you're a Democrat, you get away with whatever you want.
And you've written about this because it's aided and abetted by social media in some regard, who has taken a side on all of this. Cancel culture is alive and well. For some reason, they've decided that Andrew Cuomo is expendable right now, as the Wall Street Journal wrote in its op-ed. Take a step back for us, Don, and tell us about the policies as you see it in this first 60 days of the Biden administration. What strikes you most about all of the overturning of the uh, Trump policies, whether it's immigration, whether it's this um, uh, massive spending package, and we will be talking coming up about massive tax increases that are on the way. Uh, Of course. I mean, I think it's probably the most disastrous first 60 days uh, in the history of American politics and certainly the presidency. Uh, You know, he's trying to and will be able to say the border issue is Donald Trump's fault. We don't know how because the border wall was working. The numbers were going down. There wasn't sort of the drug trafficking. All of these stories, by the way, Maria, you're hearing nothing about the numbers of drugs coming across the border, human trafficking, sex trade smuggling, Etc. Etc. That's going on right there. That was caused entirely by Joe Biden. When you say congratulations, we won't be enforcing our laws. We will give you free health care. We will give you free education. What do you expect? They then say, you, America, you must shut down your business. You must wear a mask. You must do this. But if you're infected with COVID and you come across the border illegally, we're just going to release you into American society. What could possibly go wrong? That's the pseudoscience that's been driving the nonsense of this administration. Well, I know that Florida feels a lot different tonight where you are than than New York and and many other states. Uh, Don, also uh, a result of those policies. Donald Trump Jr., great to see you tonight. We'll keep watching. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Maureen. I'll, I'll tell you what, I, you know, I could not have said it better myself. Uh, you know, that's Donald Trump Jr., folks, and he's absolutely right. Uh, guys, uh, you know, that speaks for itself. He speaks for, I think, a lot of us uh, who are frustrated with what's going on with this administration. Uh, now I'm going to hit break here in a minute. Uh, hopefully when I uh, come back, I have my guest, Robert E. Morningstar, and uh, we're good to uh, go and uh, good to get the show on the road. So stick around. We'll be back here in a few. And uh, just uh, get ready. fragrances they're everywhere first it was elizabeth taylor with passion then came actress linda evans with crystal and share with her outrageous perfume uninhibited then superstar elizabeth taylor came out with another perfume notorious now liz has gotten together with the first lady to be hillary clinton to introduce a new perfume introducing the first celebrity perfume of the clinton administration It's part Liz and part Hillary, part Notorious and part Mrs. Clinton. 
It's Hillary's Clintorious. <laughs> Hillary's Clintorious. <laughs> Nothing smells quite like it. <laughs> Holy mackerel, what's that smell? That's my Clintorious. <laughs> Clintorious. Available at Fine Cosmetics Counties, the post office, and at most bait and tackle shops. <laughs> Look for the red dinghy decanter. It's hard to find, but worth the search. Clintorious. As Hillary Clinton says, this stuff makes that slut Jennifer Flowers smell like a hot tuna casserole. Nothing smells quite like Clintorious. Smell it. I can't even find it. Is that it? That's not it. Where the hell is it? Clintorious. Give it to her by the bottle or give it to her in her very own decorative pink box. This year, firefighters like Fire Chief James Hall will battle wildfires around the country in hopes of containing them. But firefighters can't do it alone. A single ember that escapes from a wildfire can travel more than a mile, or it can ignite and destroy your home and community. Get Fire Adapted. Learn simple steps you can take now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org. Do you value yourself, your family, your friends? Want to know more about how to survive, thrive, and stay alive in these dynamic times? Listen to Around the Campfire with Kate, Thursday nights and Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, only on PSN TV. That's Around the Campfire with Kate, news that nobody in the MSM wants to report. Remember, train hard, train smart to survive, thrive, and stay alive.
that's awesome. Uh, Jesse Randolph of Euphenile Radio has become quite the musician these days, and uh, he's provided some really good tunes for uh, our show here inside the Jackal's Head. Now, as I promised, uh, my guest of the hour and a half, and maybe longer, we depends on how long he wants to go, because this is without a doubt one of the you know most brilliant minds uh, that I've had on my show. And I say that to a lot of people, but I mean that to very few. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's really, I love perfect honesty. That's great. <laughs> uh, but you're one of the few that I actually mean that to. Welcome, Robert Morningstar, my good friend of a, of a decade now, man. It's been 10 years. Yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Angel. It's always a pleasure to be here, and it is a long friendship now. Ten years ago we started. Uh, you were interviewing me before I was uh, even uh, had a radio show, and it's a big part of our lives, so thank you again for inviting me. You, you know, I often kid uh, because people ask me, you know, who's you had the most on your on your podcast? Like, who's the person you've had the most? And I usually say, what's the toss-up between two people? And they're like, really? Who? And I'm like, Robert Morningstar and Steve Bassett. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, you know, when I when I look back and I start to really think, who really has been, you know, the person I've wanted to talk to the most, you two are always top of my list. I'm always thinking, man, when can I get him back? When can I get him back? But I know you're so busy. Now you got the podcast and stuff. And that's awesome. I love the fact that you're doing the podcast. How long have you been at that now? Oh, um, my own show I've had since uh, 2017. So yep. we're going to, uh, yeah, it's going to be four years this summer. It's on Revolution Radio on Sundays. I have two programs. One is called the Morning Star Report from 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. On Sundays and on Mondays, I have the Right Stuff Radio Show, which is usually dedicated to uh, history, science, heroism. Dare I say, another forbidden word in our time. Yeah, now we talk about <laughs> heroes, Apollo astronauts. We did a series on uh, the Apollo missions, and cool. we actually did a radio play of the Apollo 10 mission and the music of the moon. That's a very interesting story. That, uh, I broke it about, oh, must be 12 years ago. I broke the story. I, I discovered a transcript of the Apollo 10 mission, and I'm reading this transcript. And start, these guys start talking about, hey, do you hear that weird music? you hear that weird outer spacey music? Uh, yeah, and then the other guy doesn't want to talk about it. And Gene Cernan keeps coming back to it because it was happening while they were passing on the far side of the moon. They weren't supposed to hear anything on the radios, and they start picking True up story. these. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's really amazing. So uh, we found the transcript, and Scott Teeters and Andrew Curry and I played the astronauts, and we read the transcripts, and we got. And since NASA hasn't owned up, you know, giving us the real deal, uh, I I have a musician friend whose name is Laraji. He's a great. Uh, He's a great composer and musician. He plays zither and bells, Tibetan bowls, and chimes, all kinds of very celestial. He used to call it celestial vibration. I used to perform with him back in the 80s. So anyway, I got him to come on. 
oh, and cool. play the music of the moon as a backtrack or soundtrack as we were going over it. And uh, I actually got it played with uh, George and Uri played some of it on um, on Coast to Coast one night when we were there together. Yeah, so The Right Stuff at 10 p.m. on Studio B and Sunday Studio A at 3 p.m. So if you want to join us, we always welcome you. And uh, we'll have to have a chat on Revolution Radio, too, Angel. Yeah, you I'm not to, I'm not, I'm not to make my uh, presence uh, more aware. You know, uh, it's, it's tough because, you know, you, you know, because you're, you're busy as, as all heck. Uh, but you know, when I run the network and I do the, the uh, video stuff and I, you know, I do a lot of producing and stuff, uh, it's hard to, to uh, find time to uh, interact with other people. But I do keep up with, you know, the, the interviews and stuff that you, uh, have been doing and the shows you've been doing. Uh, but it's good that you're, you're really into that. And now with the last year that we've all kind of been, uh, well, for lack of a better word, uh, in this pandemic, Pandemic, uh, you know, we've uh, we've all been kind of like sheltered in. Uh, it's become more and more important, I think, to get on radio and podcast and and talk about these things because it really does seem like uh, we're being silenced when most of the world wants the freedom of uh, you know speech to continue, but uh, the media wants to silence us, and this is the same media that are, you know, you know, teasing us about disclosure and things like that. Uh, what the hell's right. going on? What do you think is happening? Well, Angel, you know, I have always uh, used uh, a simile. I've always said that uh, the cover-up of the JFK assassination and the yep. doctrine was a Pruder film and mind control, and I've said plainly, you know, like a quip. I said, anybody who still believes that uh, what you see in the Zapruder film is real is no better off than a bunch of munchkins in Oz. And I hate to say it, but it really is. The Wizard of Oz has taken over so literally. I, I'm really amazed. Do you know what I saw today? I saw somebody exposing... Biden's green screen, all of his appearances are green screen. Even Bro. the appearances where he appears to be walking on on the lawn or something. Yes. Lawn something. Well, listen. that's why I that's why I asked you, Robert, if you saw if you were paying attention to the show early in the first uh, thirty minutes because I actually played a clip of that, and it's funny you weren't watching. This is how in sync we you know oh, we usually are. Uh, yeah, this, this is this is a, a six sense type of moment because I played the clip and I played it a few times. And I'm like, I want to hear what Robert has to say about this because as a video editor, this is hysterical that made this mistake. Oh, but the the one, I, if you're playing on the radio, it's one thing, but they can't see what I saw. No, no, remember, we're, we're no longer just on the radio. Right now we're on YouTube, D-Live. Oh, great. We're everywhere except well, for, we're not live on Rumble yet because they haven't made that available. But I'm waiting for them to make Rumble available because I'd love to go live on there. Yeah, well, Rumble's okay. You know, I, um, I'm in Facebook jail again. And uh, I've been using the opportunity yeah. to start <laughs> new new platforms. But um, what was it we were talking about? Well, remember, by the way, uh, I posted your last show on your page because you are on Facebook jail and uh, I saw you pleading <laughs> yeah. for help. You are like, please, somebody post this. Yeah, and I was like, you know, it's great. My you're my buddy. I'm going to take this up for you, bro. Great. 
my friends are keeping the the stream going. They can't stop it. You know, I call yep. what I do the torrent of truth. You know, you're on my mailing list. My mailing list is called the torrent of truth, and we've yep. taken that as a motto on on our shows. So. Uh, I encourage people to do that on my Facebook page, but I got thrown out. I've been thrown out repeatedly. Each time gets longer. It was three days, and then three days, and then three days, and seven days, and seven days. Now it's 30 days, and you know why? Because I published a Newsweek article from 2020, uh, a year ago. Newsweek exposed that Dr. Fauci had paid for the research that produced the COVID-19 aberration in the Wuhan laboratory. I broke well, the story a year ago. I found this yeah, out a year ago. That's the one with uh, with the Obama administration, right? Where they paid like how many millions to the Wuhan lab? Well, kid, listen, listen, there was one good thing the Obama administration did is that they stopped Dr. Fauci in his tracks in 2015. They found out Dr. Fauci was doing research at NIH gain-of-function research on coronaviruses, trying to make them more tra easily transmissible and more lethal. And they said to him, what are you, crazy? This thing doesn't pass between humans. Why are you trying to enhance its potential to become an epidemic? Not even thinking about pandemics. You know, why you want to potentize a virus that is currently harmless to humans, it can't pass between humans it's an animal virus why are you doing that it's criminal so they declared it illegal so what did dr fauci do he packaged up his his research his baby you know that's a, he's, he's a real frankenstein he packaged it up he took his main assistant in his laboratory in washington a chinese microbiologist his sent igor him wuhan, sent him to wuhan and he paid three point he he filtered directed $3.7 million twice. That's $7.4 million to the Wuhan laboratories between 2015 and 2017. They continued doing the work that he started. He's a criminal. That guy belongs beyond uh, San Quentin. <laughs> Forget it. This guy belongs in Nuremberg. What, we, what they have done to the human race with this pandemic. And we have the paper trail. Now, yep. We have the paper trail of the plans all the way, way back uh, to its inception. I won't go back to, uh, to uh, time and date. I, I will say this. In 2018, Denmark, Canada, and I believe it was Uruguay, were buying COVID-19 test kits. They were ordering COVID-19 test kits when COVID-19 wasn't discovered for another year. You know, that's how big the sham is. But let me get back. I, to I mean, do you, do you, hold on real quick. Let me stop you right there. Do you think this is part of the reason why uh, Operation Warp Speed went by so quickly? Because normally to come up with a vaccine, uh, and let's just call it that for now, uh, because uh, I have a difference of opinion with the term vaccine <laughs> as it comes to oh, this. Uh, exactly. But uh, let me touch on this real quick. Do you think uh, that that's the reason why they, they, were, they were able to get this out within a year? And do you think that Trump uh, was being fooled by Fauci and by the World Health Organization? And he's like, he was used like a pawn, in a sense. All the way. All the way. He had, the, his, he had the, our best interests at heart. 
the understood vaccine in terms of the old technology. They had this hidden, waiting in the wings, and they fooled, they fooled the president. Fauci is a fraud. That's why I gave him the label, Dr. Fakey. Yeah. And let me tell you, psychologically, Fauci, I'm going to say it, his mentality is diabolical. And if you study his persona and his postures, his attitudes, and his name, F-A-U-C-I, you're very close. You know, a C can be pronounced hard, like a K, or it can be pronounced soft, like an S. Oh, yeah. Yep. If you think of it as an S, you have F-A-U-S-I. Just cross the I with it make it a T. And you've got Faust right there. You know, I think people's names speak volumes, including my own and yours, Angel. Right? They reflect mm-hmm. something. But Correct. They yep. also mold character. But this character, Dr. Fakey, he is diabolical. He belongs in the Nuremberg trials. They have consciously killed millions of people. And, and he's got a lot of cohorts. You know, the governor of New York. Let me say this uh, openly. Pepe Le Cuomo. <laughs> Cuomo. Governor Cuomo and his edict to force nursing homes to take back patients who had COVID in the hospital, force them and then lock them up. There's something very sinister around that whole operation. Now, and I've been saying it from day one, there's something wrong with what he's doing here. Oh, yeah, we've both, we've both been and, on the on and, that bandwagon talking about that. In fact, uh, for the last year since I first heard the report, um, you know, I've been on this show saying he's had blood on his hands, and it's amazing how the liberal media has been giving him a pass. And it's funny that, that now they're finally addressing the situation. And, it, you know, it, it really boggles the mind, why now? You know, after they've literally turned this guy into, like, the next president of the United States. I mean, at one point they're saying he set the gold standard uh, on how to handle oh, the yeah, coronavirus. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Well, what I wanted to say is this, folks. <laughs> From the moment that it started to happen, when we knew what he had done was criminal, these are at least six points that led me to the conclusion I'm going to give you. First, the edict, forcing the nursing homes to take back the people. Secondly, not letting anyone visit them. Nobody gets to see them. Thirdly, they die unseen by their loved ones. Then when they die, no autopsies conducted. Then at the funeral, a hole in the ground, a 60, 60 foot uh, radius. If they're even lucky to get a funeral, uh, Robert, because a lot of people, and I know this for a fact, my uh, uncle who passed away recently, uh, they yeah. they were like cremation. You know, that that was their, their uh, advice, that they were like, don't even bother with a funeral, uh, just cremate him, because he was in a nursing home. There were a lot of funerals. There were a lot of funerals in New York. Yep. And it was a hole in the ground and a 60-foot radius around that nobody could approach it. Then... There is the reward to the hospitals of $39,500 for people who died of COVID. So they start yep, jacking yep. up the, 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 event, the events, right? They jacked everything up from 
a car falling on somebody, to motorcycle accidents, or guys yeah. shot himself in the head. <laughs> you you notice that? Right? You notice that nobody dies of the regular flu anymore. You notice that? Like... Yeah, no, nobody <laughs> this year, right? So yeah. then, it's thirteen thousand five hundred dollars given to people who die of uh, to hospitals for people who die of pneumonia. Then there's the refrigerator trucks. So take that whole bundle of that whole mystery, right? No one sees the victim. I'm going to call them victims. No one sees the victim. No autopsy on the victim. Nobody around when they bury, quote unquote, bury the victim. Rewards to the hospitals for mass deaths, 13,500 and 39,500 and refrigerator trucks. We're dealing with the biggest organ harvesting crime that has ever been conducted. And the Chinese are the masters of the market in organ harvesting. And people didn't believe me. This was crazy. Oh, that's really crazy. You know what happened? Just two weeks ago, a man died in Michigan having received a transplanted lung and the lung had COVID. So, folks, when the Nazis were planning the extermination of the Jews, the infrastructure was being constructed right in front of everybody. The railroads were being built to Auschwitz and Dachau and Birkenau and all the names I know, right? And, and a bunch I cannot pronounce, by right? the way. And then yeah. in, the, in the camps, there there were workmen who were building, mm-hmm. you know, 2,000 ovens. Yeah, there, yeah. Oh, who's going to eat that much bread, you know? But, yeah, you know, real, real, real quick. But nobody said a word. Real quick, Rob, you know what's funny? I got into a conversation with a friend of mine earlier tonight, Brandon, who uh, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with. You you probably uh, talked to him on the show here as he's been a sidekick a few times. Uh, but, you know, we got into a conversation because he, he, he saw a post I did on the way China and the CCP uh, deal with uh, the Uyghur Muslims and the Fulan Gong and the way they're organ harvesting and uh, how this is an issue. And he said, well, you know, China has been uh, doing stuff for years. Why is it a problem now? And and my answer was, and I'm sure you, you might want to add, and add an answer to this, but my answer to him was because now finally the media is catching up to it and people are starting to talk about it. They've been a problem for decades, but it really has been the last 10, 15 years where we're seeing what's really been going on out of China and in the last two years, it's almost like the veil's dropped, and now we're really seeing what's going on with China, almost like transparently. And they cannot hide anymore what's happening over there. President Trump exposed it. Correct. President yeah, Trump exposed yeah, it. yeah. There was a big sham and a subservience to China economically. But, uh, folks, we have undergone the greatest and worst bio logical warfare attack that the world has ever seen let's face it we have been attacked with a weapon of mass destruction by the chinese under a ruse that it was an accident this was no accident when you close off the airport in your uh, country to flights within your country means you, you don't want anything to get out of that city into your country 
But when you leave that airport open to international traffic, you know that they wanted something to get out of Wuhan and across the whole world. It's as plain as, as day. And people are being stupid. I'm really ashamed of my fellow Americans in, in large degree who have really lived up to the derogatory term of sheeple. They have been cowed yes, by mass mind control into uh, a wild stampede and a panic. You know, like lemmings racing off off the cliffs. Yeah. To be first in line to get the vaccine. And as you said, this is not a vaccine. Angel, you and I know the definition of a vaccine, and this does not fit the definition of a vaccine. But the reason that the CDC is going along with it is that as long as they call it a vaccine, they are not liable for ill consequences of its use. We're basically being used as... as that, that's right, but we're basically being used as guinea pigs. And uh, what's uh, amazing about this is you're absolutely right. We cannot sue them if our loved one dies uh, because they just took the vaccine. And it's scary because my dad was just talked into taking the vaccine by his doctor um, after me and him had this discussion, Robert, about him not taking it. And he said he wasn't going to take it. He was going to wait a while. Uh, maybe six months mm-hmm. to a year, you know, which is the logical thing, right? That's, That's what I'm doing. Right. And his doctor said, no, no, take it now, take it now. Uh, you know, it's safe. And that's scary because, you know, when your doctor says, well, it, you know, take it, take it, you know, it's almost like they're, they're obligating you. And you should really leave it to the patient to decide for themselves. And my father, who's 71, uh, took the first, you know, vaccine. And then they announced that, uh, the boxer Marvin Hagler passed away a week after taking the vaccine. And I reminded my dad, look, your cousin just died. My, you know, my second cousin or mm-hmm. uncle, as I call him, just passed away last, yeah. last month after he took the vaccine also. Uh, you, you know, you sure you made the right decision here because we had this conversation and he yeah. said that the doctor was very convincing and, you know, he's been his doctor for the last 15, 20 years, so he he took his word for it. But I'm still, well, I'm not saying for people who want to take the vaccine, by all means, it's your freedom to do so. But you have to understand, this has not gone through proper testing, uh, which normally is a few years. This has been, you know, like the name said, Operation Warp Speed. It's been put out there, and we're literally the guinea pigs. And the proof of that, like Robert said, is the fact that if anything happens, we can't sue them because, you know, we're not they're not liable. But this is all based on them making a ton of money. That's why you have Bill Gates involved and, you know, all these corporations that are, you know, behind this because they're going to make a ton of money. And, Robert, the thing that scares me the most is when I read the uh, Moderna website, it literally uh, describes this as more of like an, uh, sort of like an operating system, not so much exactly. a vaccine. That's they use that word. That's yeah. Right. They use that word, operating system, just as we use hardware and software and operating system. Right. And that's what they've done. They've hijacked um, a segment of the human operating system, and they're going to put another code in there. I'd like to say quite openly, I've been studying virology independently mm-hmm. since 1980. And I can tell you folks, the way that the messenger RNA vaccine works in invading the human body 
is yep. exactly the same mechanism that HIV uses in its invasion of the human body. What they call the retrovirus in the HIV is basically a similar thing, a strip of messenger RNA. Uh, they call it reverse transcriptase. This, the, the virus, HIV, will come in and deposit a, pro, um, a protein uh, into the uh, cell and it will split open. Let me make it in, in layman's terms. It splits open and then it starts to hijack DNA from the cell to compose another. It's as if it's a template, Correct. okay? It's a right, template right. plan. That, then it aggregates to itself what it needs in uh, nucleotides to create the provirus, which is the, the thing that causes AIDS. Well, this thing operates exactly the same way. It goes into your body, and it's a strip of messenger RNA. Think of it as uh, a ticker tape, okay? This is an easy way to understand how this thing works. Think of a, the messenger RNA as a long strip of ticker tape, right, with perforations on it and a code, right? So it goes in, and it is inserted into the cells of the human body to pass through the cell wall by wrapping it up in something called PEG, polyethylene glycol. Yes, antifreeze. And, and a lipid, a certain lipid. So that makes it possible for it to slide through the cell wall. Then it goes in. The lipid, the uh, lipid and the PEG, the antifreeze, dissolves, lets out the messenger RNA. Now, the messenger RNA is floating around in there. And inside the cell, we have these readers that are called ribosomes. So the ribosome catches the little strip and starts processing it. And it starts to manufacture at the other end of it, a protein comes out. That protein that they're creating is a spike from the coronavirus. The, the coronavirus is called the coronavirus because it has a crown. And it's a crown of spikes. Think of it as the crown of thorns. Okay, The crown of thorns. Right. So yeah. this thorn yeah. sticks into a cell. It fuses with it. Then it, it sends in the uh, messenger RNA. So... It starts to produce these in abundance and the mechanism keeps working so that now your body is producing spike glycoproteins exactly like the ones that are on the outside of the coronavirus and it lines the cell. They go back out of the cell and start to line the cells and your body starts to attack your cells, which are now crowned with the spike protein, as if you are a coronavirus on the inside. You were talking about doctors. Let me talk about Hank Aaron. Physically fit, happy, cheerful, patriotic, flexing his muscles, happy to take the vaccine to show his fellow African Americans how safe it was. 18 days later, he died in his sleep. No cause, right? Oh, except it wasn't the vaccine, right? Oh, sure. So then, talking about doctors, Dr. Gregory Michael Neckelman, Florida, Miami, Florida, obstetrician. I know this from a letter his wife wrote to Joseph Farrell. Dr. Neckelman believed in vaccines, so he volunteered for it. He was 56 years old, happy, healthy, hearty. Two days after he received the vaccine, he was standing in the shower and he looked at his toes and he had blood blisters on top of his toes. And he recognized that as an empty. That was not a good sign. Races wow. to the emergency room. They take him in. They do a blood test. 
They found no blood platelets in his hydra's body. So wow. then they infused him with blood platelets and they did another blood test. They found no blood platelets. His wife says in this letter to Joseph Farrell, and this, there you can find it on Giza Star, Giza Death, uh, Death Star. Um, they gave him in, infusions of blood platelets for 14 days until the hospital ran out of blood platelets to infuse. And in all the blood tests, they weren't showing up, which led me to quip and say, damn, it sounds to me like they injected a vampire into this doctor's body and it was sucking up his blood from the inside. Where did it go? This is just this is just one instance of, of uh, the consequences. They call it thrombocytopenia, the blood clot thing. And now, you know, the collusion is so great, the conspiracy is so great that they, some power on this planet has everyone cowed and scared. Every government leader in Europe uh, bows and bends and scrapes to yeah. whatever this thing is. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you think that, do you think this in, in, Robert? Do you think this has a lot more to do with the organ harvesting uh, situation with China than uh, you know the West uh, is aware of? Uh, because I, I think that's a major part of it. But I think there's more yes. than than that. I think population control overall is Absolutely. why they're doing this. And I find it ironic, by the way. And this is just a comment that Dr. Fauci has been around since. The AIDS virus, he was on board with that. Uh, he was, of course, uh, around where they did the, uh, the breaking of the human genome project and, uh, H01N1 with, uh, Obama and his administration. Uh, Obama's one that actually put him on the administration directly and he worked, I think he even got a medal from Obama at one point, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Uh, so it's funny that he's been kind of like in the, as a figurehead almost, in a lot of, of what's happened in the last 30, 40 years in the medicine, and only uh, until Trump came along did the entire world start to realize who Fauci was uh, and what he is all about. Now we're starting to see more and more, like you said, that uh, he is probably not playing honestly here with us. By the way, I'm glad you mentioned um, going back to um, HIV. More people died from Dr. Mm -hmm. Fauci's medicines than died from the actual virus of HIV. Yeah. Yeah. The, the medicines that he did were poisons that killed more people. He is a very well-hated person in uh, on Broadway and Hollywood, uh, the homosexual community. They know what really took all of their friends, our friends, down, you know. Some wonderful people died in the 80s and 90s and the 2000s following his prescription and it was actually AZT that that was really knocking the, the majority of them you know like look at Magic yeah. Johnson there's another thing about the vaccine I, I really want to uh, say this obviously not everyone is succumbing right away okay so there is a long-term aspect to, to this uh, threat to this menace but just as in HIV people don't know this but there are some people that are totally immune to HIV for HIV to take over uh, a, an immune system, uh, three things have to be present. Has to be the HIV virus. There has to be a mycoplasma present. Mycoplasma is like a microscopic 
fungus, and they, right, the victim right. has to have a certain blood type that has this factor called <clears throat> CD4. People who have CD4 blood factor are susceptible to HIV. People who have CD8 are less susceptible to HIV. They can have the virus in them, they'll have no, no um, symptoms. But the person that has the CD4, the mycoplasma, and the HIV, it's a slow attrition because what that it does is it attacks your immune system. It attacks the, the, uh, the, the T cells, the helper T cells and the killer T cells. They do the battle. They go to, they go to try to save you. But this uh, Dr. Fauci has been involved in fraud since the very beginning. When HIV uh, came out, it wasn't called HIV. They didn't know what it was causing certain symptoms. One, the first symptom, the first disease that they found, <clears throat> novel disease, was called Carposi sarcoma. It was a horrible lesion on the arms or the legs or the face or any part of the body where it broke out that would start to consume the body from the inside out. It was a skin cancer. It was called Carposi sarcoma. A great search was made for a couple of years, and the man who ultimately discovered the HIV was a French microbiologist named Dr. Luc Montagnier. So he discovered it, and he shared the idea uh, with the CDC. He informed them, this is what I found. They ignored it and ignored it and ignored it. And all of a sudden, um, Fauci and his friend, Dr. Robert Gallo, who was then the head of uh, NIH, came out, and Gallo claimed that he had discovered it. And he, went, he had taken the samples that uh, Luc Montagnier had sent, and he claimed discovery. Montagnier went to court and sued him, and the court trial, the, the uh, contest in court dragged out for eight years. And then at the end of eight years, Gallo owned up to it. But it was Gallo and Fauci. Fauci was always there, his right-hand man, talking against Montagnier's discovery and, you know, boosting up uh, Dr. Gallo while they worked on, quote-unquote, the cure or the treatment. And so it turns out that Dr. Fauci owns the patent on coronavirus, coronavirus SARS-2. And that's something. Yeah. Isn't that something? But you know what? When you think about it, how can somebody own a patent on a virus? If you didn't create yes. it. Yes. That's correct. You see? Yeah. yeah. And so another thing, Judicial Watch in recent weeks has succeeded in obtaining Dr. Fauci's emails from uh, November and December no kidding. of yeah. 2019. <laughs> and they say, they see that he entered into uh, a new form of non-disclosure agreement with the Chinese Communist Party. And he also agreed to write uh, laudatory articles praising China for how they were handling the COVID epidemic as it was in Wuhan. Remember, it was an epidemic in Wuhan. It became a pandemic when they exported it to Italy, primarily in Europe, and, uh, of course, San Francisco, everybody, Canada. Canada is a big stooge for the Chinese. It's gotten so bad that I that I quipped to my um, my Canadian co-host, Andrew Curry. I quipped to him. I said, you, 
your country's so messed up, I'm not calling it Canada anymore. I call it Chinada. Because Justin Trudeau is a sock puppet for the Red Chinese. He even said publicly that he admires the dictatorship of China because of the way it was able to turn their economy around on a dime. They're mad. Yeah. Quite yeah. insane people are running the show. Mm-hmm. So we have to push back. And one of my pushbacks, if you will bear with me, you know, is I ring the Liberty Bell every day here in New York. We have a ritual at 7 o'clock in my neighborhood that we have two Tarzans come out and start doing the Tarzan call. I'm one of them. I started it. But it started with thanking first responders. Remember? They wanted everybody yeah. in the city. We were on the lockdown and show, you know, yeah. the cities yeah. together, all of that. Well, most of it died down except on our blog because we got into something very positive amongst ourselves. And one is I started with the Tarzan call and some other guy started calling it back. And then somebody started beating the drum <laughs> and I started beating the Liberty Bell. So I'd like to take this moment to share the sound of the Liberty Bell with all of you. I'm going to give you three rings instead of the seven that I usually do. Go for it. And uh, then I have a couple questions for you. Go, go for it. Very good. Thank you. Seven o'clock. <clears throat> yes, my master. I don't want the weather. I open the window and uh, we do the Tarzan call. Spare you the Tarzan call, although I do love to do it. It's very invigorating, and you know it's great. Other people start to do it on the street. It's really great. I once called it out. There was a, an old senior citizen, African American man, going by with a cane and scooped over, and I said. Oh, I hope I don't scare him, you know, because I really give, I really blast. <laughs> I practice with Johnny Weissmuller, you know, I really, I, yeah, I yeah. rehearsed. So I let it out, and he <laughs> stops in his tracks, and you know what he did? <laughs> he called back, oh, it's his version. <laughs> Was he pumping the chest? <laughs> yeah, he lifted himself up. I'm, I'm, not, I'm saying he was bent over the cane, and when he heard it, he straightened his body up, and then he let it out. And another night, uh, sometimes at night on That's the way cool. back from classes in Riverside Park, I get to a part where there's nobody around. It's in the dark. Nobody can see me. So who the hell knows, right? So I really let it out. And guess what? Three people sitting on a bench about 50 feet away, they all spontaneously called it out. <laughs> that's just, that's awesome. Yeah, I want to circle back here. and That's our new favorite phrase here on the show. We're going to circle back. Like sure. you know, like Jim Podesky. Uh, so we're gonna circle back for a second. Uh, in fact, we we kind of like went off uh, track here earlier, and I wanted to really get your opinion on this. And you were about to talk about it, and then we kind of like went into a different uh, segue. But I want to go back to mm-hmm. the video of uh, Biden, you know, on the lawn that looks like he's on mm-hmm. green screen. Remember, we didn't finish That's talking so about that. There are two now, yes. I saw another one where he was walking through the halls of Congress and his head was disappeared. The top of his head was disappearing <laughs> yeah. in the background. But for those of the people who, who haven't seen the video, he's pretending to be talking to reporters and the reporters are pretending to be there holding microphones. So the microphones are 
in the foreground of of the scene. And he's about, oh, supposedly seven to ten feet back, and he starts gesticulating and pointing and moving his hand, and his hand starts to cover the microphone. And for him, it looks so fake, Robert. And the the, the funny thing is, he's leaning in, so you know he's far away. And the microphone, yeah. I mean, anybody with, with yeah. just normal vision that sees that it says, come on, man. <laughs> just like he said it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he would have to have a, uh, I would say, a seven-foot-long arm to be able to do what he was doing. With. <laughs> and, all pi- and all pixelated, too. And all pixelated, which is it's, that's the funny part. When you actually, uh, like, blow up the image and you look at the, the way the arm's moving and stuff, you can tell that it's, you know, in front of a green screen. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I said it's Total Wizard of Oz. You were, you know, ignore the man behind the curtain. This is the great and powerful Oz. Has spoken. That was the deal. That video that you played is the Toto moment. It's the Toto moment in the Wizard of Oz, Joe Biden's uh, exposure. You did it on your show tonight. I want you to know that that's like the Toto pulling back the curtain, exposing the Wizard of Oz. And that thing has to go viral. And this guy has to be ridiculed out of office. You know what? Uh, Let me warn you about the plot. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's a huge plot. Oh, yeah. The plot is on the part of Nancy Pollution. Nancy Mm -hmm. Pollution wants above all things to become President of the United States. Yeah, her plan is to usher out the old geezer Joe Blow Biden, right? Twenty Fifth Amendment, very convenient. But then when Kamala Harris gets in there, zap! That's when they're going to get her and bump her off, out or off. You see, and that's her ascension. That's what we have to be. Oh, definitely. I, I'm 100% with you because Kamala Harris is the perfect stooge for that also. I mean, there's so much baggage there, and we're seeing more and more people that are opposed to her even sniffing the presidency because she is so progressive uh, that uh, and, and so fake also, Robert. Let's not call them progressive anymore. They are Marxist-Leninist communists. That's yeah, what they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. And like I said the other day, <laughs> if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. It and and th- these people are definitely uh, <laughs> quacking like and walking. Quacks like a duck. It's a communist. So it's not mentioning yeah. words because we are in a, a full engagement. And now, our only hope, my hope, is that they are so corrupt and they are so ambitious that they are going to do themselves in. And they are going to eat their own, like they're eating up Cuomo. All this malarkey about sexual advances is just a cover on the murder, on the crime, the big crime. You know, but I, I, I love the I love the fact that it, it, when it, when push comes to shove, though, Robert, and you got to admit, you know, when you sit back and you just look at you know the events it's playing out, uh, I love the fact that they're eating their own, and while they think they're being clever. The rest of us that are watching this are, and for those who are, are oblivious to the fact, who you know are not sheeple or sold out, they just don't know better. Uh, they're starting to become awares. I think that's why Trump got such you know bigger numbers this past election than he did 
in 2016 because more and more people are becoming aware of the deception that was going on on the left. And I think actually, you know, Biden, this whole thing with him being in, in office, uh, the way the election ended up, uh, Trump having uh, the next few years not to kind of sit back and say, okay, you know, uh, they, you know, whatever happened on November 3rd, it happened. Uh, however, uh, Biden ended up as president, it, it, it happened that way. Uh, I'm not going to get too into the, you know, the skinny of how it might have happened. Uh, yeah, but, well, let's, let, let's just say that, that right now Trump has a, a great, uh, a point of view to just sit back and let this play out. And let the American right. people see for themselves the the shenanigans and the evil that's going on from these folks. I mean, just look at the the executive orders that that uh, Biden put into play. Forty in the first week or something like that. A guy who said a year ago that any president who leads through executive orders is a dictator, and, uh, and that's like a few years ago actually when uh, Trump first took office, and he had like five or six under his belt, and Biden now in the first week has like forty. So he's telling you right off the bat that he's working as a dictatorship, whether he's in charge or not. This is what it is, and he said that. You know, loud and clear about Trump, which wasn't true then. But if he said it about Trump and he's, you know, not doubled or tripled, I mean, this guy is on a scale for executive orders that is unheard of. Uh, and what does that say then about yeah, Biden? Right. That's exactly right. that's what I said. But it doesn't matter. The point is, it's a dictatorship. Absolutely. Yeah, but you know there there are twenty one states uh, now. They're suing him to uh, reopen the XL pipeline, and Montana, North and South Dakota, Oklahoma, Texas, Mississippi, and a couple of other states have passed laws saying that they will not obey any executive order from Joe Biden that is unconstitutional. So that's very important. The states see the Constitution is a wonderful instrument, and it yeah, has a yeah. self-defense mechanism in it, and we're seeing it play out. What I wanted to say about good news for us who really believe that President Trump did win the election yesterday, a Michigan district court decreed that yes, indeed, it was against the law to change the mail-in balloting rules arbitrarily on the part of the Michigan Secretary of State, who changed the laws on her own and then gave guidance on interpretation of signatures. She sent a directive to the people who are going to be checking signatures that any similarity of any kind in the two signatures was to be accepted as a valid signature in the mail-in ballots. But the judge decreed that Michigan's Michigan's election was illegal. So where do we go now? It means that it had That's to the question. If it had been done in a timely manner, it would have devolved to the legislature and the governor to choose the electors. So hey, take take those Michigan electoral votes away from Biden and let's see what happens next. They've but is it, is it too little too late now though? I mean he's been sworn into office, quote unquote uh, I mean, isn't it a little too late at this point? Well, you know, I think that 
There's a rule, even after a race is won, that if uh, one of the people or the horses in the race cheated, like uh, Ben Johnson in the Olympics or uh, drugging up the horses, when they do the urinalysis, the person is disqualified, you know? Even if yeah, but, but would that apply here? Them. I mean, is that constitutional? Would that apply yeah, on this? Yeah, uh, this is the thing I, I said to my friend in Michigan who sent me this information. I said, well, you know, what happens now? I'm curious to see how this how does this play out. Oh, by the way, Michigan, uh, the judge declared that it was illegal for them to use the mail-in balloting and change the directives. And in Wisconsin, they could not present the uh, the chain of possession documents for six hundred thousand Biden mm. votes or six hundred thousand votes. Yep. You see, yep. we all knew it, you know. But the cover up, the power of the mass media to fake people out—that's all they did. They fake, they fake some of the people out. You know who they faked out? The thirty percent who think that Biden won the election. That and you know what I, I, I not only that I think that you know certain players like Lynn Wood and no 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 but check this out I think certain certain people like Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell and some of the QAnon it stuff that happened I think that even was misinformation put out uh, to confuse the subject and and tie into one narrative when really the mailing ballots was uh, to me the most egregious thing and the most abusive thing of the of the election. To have anybody send uh, mail uh, a ballot in, I mean, it, it could come from anywhere. Not only that, the mail-in uh, uh, harvesting of, of votes. Uh, and, Robert, this is the the best one. I don't know if you're uh, familiar with Louder with Crowder, uh, who has a fantastic show on the Internet. Uh, he had a segment recently, which uh, it, it was really funny. Where he picked out a bunch of uh, votes uh, that... You know, you could you get the address of the voters and, and through the FOIA and on uh, this one election, and he went literally. He had his staff go to every one of the addresses from mailing ballots, and he showed the actual ballot, the address. He actually showed that they actually went to the place, and a lot of these were like in in dead malls and parking lots right. and not real places, no office. real people. Some of them yeah. post offices. Oh, right. No, the and, fraud was incredible. And, yeah, and yeah, 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 amazing. The network that pulled it off was really a massive criminal RICO, RICO operation, you know, racketeering and corporate uh, operations. Yeah, So, yeah. And also the menacing, you know, the trickery, the moving of the fences, uh, forcing people not to be inside, claiming uh, they couldn't get within six feet of the table, all that BS, man. Who would put up with that? Uh, only sheeple would would stand uh, stand for that. Yeah. And they're going to pay, actually. See, when you don't combat evil in the moment, when you don't expose it, it has an opportunity to reorganize itself and, and, and shield itself with, with more layers of protection. And what could be more symbolic than them surrounding the entire capital area in concentric circles of circular fences with uh, razor wire on them. They've effectively, see, we can look at it two ways, you know, they, they're they excluding the public, but they also have already put themselves in jail. 
Yeah. You know what's funny about that, though, Robert? If needs to find anybody, they know exactly who yeah. they are already. But you know what's funny? This is from a, a group of people that are saying that we don't need border walls, right, and the southern borders. So then why do you need a wall around the Capitol? What, Nancy Pelosi, why do you need a wall around your house? Uh, right. Because you need to protect yourself, right? Uh, because, you know, people are mad at you, right? Well, guess what? The people that are flooding into this country, do you think they are they might be sending over the happiest people with us that love us? No, a lot of people that are coming in, besides the human trafficking and, and the drugs and all that stuff, are people that in their own country, they march and they yell often, death to America. I mean, these are not people that love us. No. <laughs> at all, yeah, they don't love this country, and they're right now saying, yeah, you know, come on in, you know, mi casa, su casa, step over, and I'm Latino, I got into this country legally, went through the process, you know, decades ago, I'm a U.S. citizen, yeah. I've, you know, I've been in this country for decades, I've, since I was two, and, uh, you know, because of the way my mother did it, God bless her soul, we were able to get into this country the right way. But, uh, you know, and I, I feel for immigrants who want a, a better life, but that's a small percentage of what's coming across the border. Uh, you know, a lot of my Latino friends from other parts of the country are aware of this. And even, like, I, I know Venezuelans, uh, Robert, and I know people from Southern, uh, South America who I've worked with, yeah. and they're all saying the same thing. They're saying... You know, just because they're coming from our country doesn't mean that we're on board with what's happening because we know that they're, you know, there's, yeah, there's a lot of people that are, have good intentions and just want a better life, but that's like maybe 15% of what's coming through. The rest is not good. And that's what I think Trump tried to get at and he got vilified for it. And it's sad because we're seeing it now and we see, you know, an uptake of crime, rape, uh, I mean, all this uh, activity happening, and the border crossing are going through, you know, the roof again, the numbers are, are skyrocketing, and what is the left now trying to do? They're trying to blame it on the past administration, yeah. when the right. numbers were low when Trump was in office, they went down because we were building more and more of the wall, now that's not being doing being done anymore, they're not constructing uh, the wall since uh, the Biden administration took over, and uh, they're well, actually, trying to defund Texas, that in Texas. In New Mexico and Arizona, uh, took some advice I put on the airways that those states have to finish their own walls with their own resources. And Texas right. and New Mexico and Arizona have gotten to work on it. But that's not going to solve this problem that's already no. there. You know? And listen to this. The narco-traffickers are now an army. They've been outfitted by the Red Chinese yeah. with yeah. Chinese military uniforms, armor, automatic weapons, Humvees, Chinese Humvee versions of, of what uh, we showed them how to make. And yeah. they are all over that border. So, you know what? It's really ironic how prophetic an artist can be. If you Do you remember the man who fell to Earth, David Bowie? Remember the oh, movie? Yeah, 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 of and course, he had yeah. 50 television, he had 50 television screens on there simultaneously because his mind was so quick. He could look at 50 televisions and absorb all that information. Well... Mm -hmm. In one of those screens, as I was watching, if you played attention to a particular one, there was one about the war uh, in Mexico and how the, the, uh, the troops from Mexico were crossing the border. And they were showing, you know, machine-gunned uh, vehicles and uh, half-tracks and uh, a real hot war happening on the Mexican border. 
and I looked at these Chinese uh, outfitted troops. I call them troops now, but they're just the gang, same narco traffickers that uh, were have been, you know, preying on the entire Southwest. But now they're all uniformed and they're really, really heavily armed with Chinese-made automatic weapons. The other day, and and these are vicious people. Face. I mean, these, these are people that that. Uh, they, they're not playing around. When they come, uh, at you, they're, they're, they're talking about death and beheading and you're gone. Uh, yeah, so, the, yeah. The, the president was, uh, absolutely right about MS-13. Yeah. They were animals. I've seen them eviscerate a person. It's horrible to, to even to admit it. Somebody, you know, they'll give me the wake up call. They sent me a video and they said, yeah, look at this. And it was MS-13 had taken some Mexican victim. And first, they took, stuck the knife under his chest muscles, and they sliced those off. Mm. Then they separated this flesh from his his abdomen and exposed his intestines. And the guy was screaming and dying uh, as I watched it. And it was the most horrible thing you could ever imagine, an inhuman thing. And these guys were doing that all over Mexico, all over the Southwest, all over Long Island. And the president was absolutely right. So he sent in um, INS, uh, Immigration, ICE, and they cleaned up Long Island. And Long yeah. Island was very grateful. I'm going to tell you something. I think that President Trump even won New York. I'm not kidding. You know, I'm not, you know it's funny because I did a show uh, before the election uh, with a, a host called Naroki 5. And uh, I said on his show, and I said on this show also, that I think there's going to be two that were going to flip, but there's going to be controversial. We might not hear about it. I thought New York and California were the big two, which are going to yes. start going red. And New York, remember, they closed their polls early, and nobody called them on it. Uh, of course, you had Cuomo and de Blasio, who were very anti-Trump. And uh, they're not going to help you out in any way, shape, or form. The most of the uh, judges there are very liberal, so they're not going to help you either. In fact, most of the uh, so-called cases against Trump now, post his presidency, are coming from New York for that reason. And uh, they're digging through his taxes and all kinds of stuff because these are liberal uh, prosecutors and judges who want to see him hung because they don't want to see him run again in 2024. Um, and in California, I, I, I saw it the same one because California has been rebelling against Governor, uh, new scum, as I call him. And, Mussolini. uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> new scum Mussolini. There you go. Uh, and of course, you know, he's the nephew of, uh, Nazi Nancy Nasty Pelosi and, uh, and, and the, or the wicked witch of the West, as a lot of my friends like to call her now. Right. And, uh, you know, you know, he was raised by the Gettys. Do you know that uh, Gavin Newsom was raised by the, the Getty family? It's yeah, the, like the, his, these are all mafia related. Yeah, they, they, a, they go back to the mafia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That That's what I was getting at. They, they all go back to mafia relations. And, folks, if you want to get even deeper than that, uh, look at, uh, you know, this is something, again, I addressed on the show, Robert, and people can go back and fact check me on this. Uh, a year ago, before elections, I was talking about how Georgia was going to be a big problem because of the people in charge of Georgia, including one, uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms, who grew up in the streets. She grew up around gangsters and, and, uh, her friends are people like Killer Mike, I, uh, T.I., 
who uh, is a police informant and an ex-gangbanger, and she grew up with these folks uh, around here. In fact, uh, the last few years, when uh, you know the before the presidency uh, switched, before November third, before the election, before the kung flu, you know, we had a lot of media coverage of, uh, of what was going on politically. And Ti stepped forward, and he went against Candace Owens, where she owned him. Robert, if you see if mm-hmm. that video on YouTube was amazing, she just destroyed him. Yeah. But T.I., who's a, an ex-gangbanger, grew up with Keisha Lynch Bottoms. And I started calling, G, you know, Georgia as a place where, it's, you know, come election is going to be a problem. And sure enough, the counties in Georgia where are heavily Democratic are the ones that were a problem, just like I called it, including the, the judge who threw out one of the, uh, I, I guess, one of the uh, disputes who was Stacey Abrams' sister. Right, right. Well, so, you know, I mean... It, really it, interesting. It's a very violent place. It's very yeah. violent. And mm-hmm. for people who want to understand the treason or the betrayal of Governor Kemp and the Secretary of State, Raffsenberger, if you... Right. You have to put yourself in their shoes. And this is what really happened. Governor Kemp was threatened with death. Not his death, his daughter's death. They murdered her boyfriend. You know, the boyfriend drives his daughter and goes out on dates. They murdered the boyfriend by putting an explosive in his car. And then an an investigator, a special investigator that was investigating the death of the boyfriend was shot in the head. So that's why Kemp was quivering and uh, lying to the world, lying to the president, because he wanted to save his daughter's life. They have no so, choice. Yeah, they have no choice. Uh, again, because they're in a place that is uh, right now ran by street gangs. I mean, that's really what's going on. And when you look at it, you, you connect the dots there and other parts of the country that, you know, the swing states, uh, they were all heavily democratic. Those are the ones that are the issue, and they all, when you tie them up, they all have tie-ins to street gangs, which is, like, mm-hmm. again, modern mafia, right? And what do these street gangs all connect to? Uh, the mafia, Pelosi's, New Scum, you know, these, these Congress people, these, uh, people uh, Tracy, behind the Tracy scenes Abrams. are the ones running the stuff. Uh, Stacey Abrams is nothing more than a big fat gangster mama. Yeah. You know, I found it hysterical, Robert, when when she thought that she was going to be, uh, you know, asked uh, to be the VP for Biden, and they brought her on TV, and she had this like smile from ear to ear, and she's like, yeah. "He's going to name me. He's going to name me." And then he was like, "Uh, yeah, I just want to bring her on to thank her for her hard work, or some, you know, he mumbled something or other." And then like he went off a tangent on something else, and she just stood there like with this like confused look on her face, like. Wait a second. Did, did, did I not get just brought out to like be asked to be his running mate, or am I being put here as a as a joke? And I'm like, have you looked in the mirror? Because you're yeah. kind of a joke. I'm sorry, but, you know. I think uh, <laughs> uh, just to be kind, you are what you so. Yeah. But she well. is a gangster. Look at that with her her sister being the judge that determined the uh, the outcome of of the petition or the lawsuit. It's just so corrupt. Uh, it boggles the mind, and I think it is good, actually, that America is going to have to wake up to the fact that 
They were fooled uh, on many levels. The fools yeah. that really did vote for him, and then the fools who talked, who didn't have the wherewithal to stand up against the fraud in the moment, like Governor Kemp, you know. Because it shows, you know, if they cowed him that way once. Right. But look what happened with Ted Wheeler and all these other folks. And, uh, you know, they got uh, bamboozled when they thought they were on the side of the the, the folks uh, who were orchestrating the violence last year. And then they were like, no, nah, screw you, man. If you don't bow down to us, you know, we're going to run right through you and run against you. And so, I mean, again, this is where the left is eating the left. To the point that it's not even if it's Republican or Democrat. If you're in one of these cities or one of these states, um, if you don't bow down to these folks, uh, they're going to run right through you. And the problem is we don't have strong leaders in these areas to say, you know what? No, you're not going to run a chop zone here. This is not going to be allowed. There's not going to be an autonomous zone. Uh, there's no more summer of love. Uh, you know, if you're going to go and do these things that are criminal offenses, you're going to be arrested, prosecuted, and thrown in prison. That's the rule of law. And the thing is, we have weak leaders that are allowing this to happen. We should talk a little bit about the word police and now how the the transgender movement has Mm. grown too powerful politically. They're trying to degender our society. Which well, is, uh, it's even deeper than that because the, the whole defund police is they want to replace it with Sharia law, and that's really what's happening. Uh, if you look at uh, yeah. the, well, there's uh, a big... Bunch of Michigan. Hey, listen, yeah. you want to know something that was outrageous? I watched the whole process, you know, the election, the court battles, the hearings with Giuliani. Oh, we all did. And <laughs> I watched the Electoral College. I got up early to watch the electoral college, see what was going to happen with those people. So I watched Pennsylvania, and then I watched uh, another state, Maryland. And then I walked out of the room. When I came back into the room, they were in Michigan. I couldn't believe my eyes. In Michigan, the governor of Michigan and the electors were meeting in a hall, and they had a giant, giant screen. And who was on the screen but the imam talking directly from Iran giving his blessing to Governor Whitmer and the electors for having chosen Biden. And then an African-American woman walked into the hall carrying an American flag, and they really rudely pushed her out and grabbed the flag and threw her out of the electoral hall. Michigan, the imam directly live from, from Tehran was addressing the electors. And this brings me to the point of what we're facing, especially in the Midwest Northern states. Communism. Communism and Islam have merged, and they are working as a unified force to destroy Christianity, to destroy Western uh, civilization, to destroy Christian values. Today came out yesterday a decree from the New York uh, City Board of Education Teachers uh, are not uh, to allow students to use the word parent. Yeah. They can't use the word parent in school. Or mom or dad. Or mom or dad, by the way. Right, right. Why? Because, you know, in my parents or my mother or my father, in those words, there is a security and there is another authority. And we are dealing with a global pedophile ring of perverts. 
and they want to take more and more control. They want to take children from their parents. So what they have to do is to extract the child from parental authority. And getting the kid to stop saying, I have parents, is one way to victimize the kid and isolate them. So folks, you have to protect your children. And as far as transgender politics is concerned, I think it's a total aberration to run high school girls or, or athletic girls contests having real girls running against girls with testicles. Mm. That's sick, yeah. right? And I say to parents, you have to protect. If parents don't stand up, this is the end of women's sports, as the president said. You know, we, I, I, hear, I hear his thoughts before he says them, I'm telling you, because we think alike. So here's my plan, and I want to address this to every parent of a young girl who may be athletically inclined. And I care a lot because I taught young kid athletes gymnastics, tumbling, trampoline, balance beam, all, and they try so hard to excel and, and be great, you know? And to put, you know, girls with testicles on the same track, that's child abuse. So what parents should do is boycott those events, tell those athletic associations that you're not going to participate, and if you do participate, you should organize a little conspiracy. And this conspiracy would work like this. Let's say you have a track and field event, and you have eight runners uh, on, on the blocks, right? And three of them are girls with testicles, okay? <laughs> so you tell all the real girls, okay, set in the blocks and wait for the gun. And when the gun goes off, none of the real girls run. And you see three girls with testicles racing across around <laughs> the block <laughs> against each other. The laughter would be so great that it wouldn't last another two weeks. But it's really bad for girls to be put in a race that they have no hope of winning. It's bad for their morale, bad for their psychology, bad not, for their Not only that, uh, you know, it, it's not only bad for sports. Like, you know, we, we have a lot of problems in our society right now that are, are whether you believe the pandemic, pandemic, whether it's real or not, we're going through this right now. Uh, we have a president, right, who has put more effort in... Right. Uh, the, the, the sniffler and thief, as I like to call him. Uh, but he is, uh, more embedded into getting transgenders not only, uh, back into sports and, uh, back into the bathrooms and, and, you know, all these rights for transgender folks. And I have nothing against people that are transgender. If you want to be called Mike and you're Michelle, if you're Michelle and you want to be called Mike, that's, you be you. That's beautiful. Be who you are. But my thing is, when you start, uh, you know, going back and you start saying, well, as taxpayers, we're also going to make you, fl you know, flip the bill for any person who joins the army because they want to have a sex change. So they do their tour of duty, they get off, and then they go have a sex change on you, the taxpayer. Which right now, uh, why are they even talking about stuff like that when we, the people, need stimulus money to be able to live? We, you know, they're telling us we're going to be locked down for maybe another year. 
maybe two. We don't, we're not being told when this thing is going to go away, if ever. People that are getting the vaccine, for example, are even being told, well, just because you're getting it doesn't mean that now everything's going to be normal again, or that you can go back into public, or you can, you know, uh, forget about social distancing, or that you don't have to wear a mask anymore. I mean, you can still get the virus. You can still get sick. So, I mean, what's the purpose of the vaccine, A, and B, if we're not going back to, like, normality anytime soon, why are they putting stuff like transgender and all this other stuff like abortions for people in Sri Lanka and all these other, all this other nonsense in these right. supposed bills right. when all they really should do is cut every American citizen a $3,000 a month check from here to when the end of the virus is so we can have money to pay our rent, so we can have food on the table, yeah, right. so we can no, provide. That's it. No more pork. Just give every American two to three grand every every month, so they can survive. That's it. Everybody who didn't make over you know two hundred thousand last year, or the or is, you know, on process of making that. Obviously, if you if you have a gig, that you're making over a hundred thousand this year. You're okay. You don't need the two grand. But if you're somebody who you know on average makes about thirty, forty, fifty thousand, and you're out of work, and you're you know right. given fourteen hundred dollars, and they have the audacity to say that we're lifting people out of out of power. Poverty with fourteen hundred dollars, who have not probably made a cent in a year, and are scrubbing, you know, like the, the bottom of the barrel, just to get by. I mean, it's insulting to hear that. It's abuse. It's ridiculous to ruin a person's year of work for fifty, forty thousand, fifty thousand dollars, and then they, oh, we're going to give you two thousand dollars. Big freaking deal. After how many months of us waiting? And and it's not even 2000 It's 1400 bucks, And because you're saying, well, we're tying it into the 600 we gave you before. Oh, well, but that's not... Yeah, but that's not what Biden said. And, uh, in fact, when, when Warnock and this other nincompoop in Georgia were running, uh, he said, if you guys vote for them, I'm going to make sure you get $2,000 immediately, right? That didn't happen. Well... What happened, Joe Biden? They live by lying. And that's the essence of communism. It's always the reverse of what it says. You know, uh, the the organ, the Ministry of Truth organ in, in the Soviet Union was called Pravda. And it was just disinformation every single day. Pravda means truth. Communists always reverse the meaning of every word. You know what's the latest N-word to be yeah. put on the, on the hit list by the word police? Um, it's an N-word. Well, it's an Edward. Let me take a guess. I'm going to use my psychic ability. Hold on. Let me, let me see. Uh, nationalist. No. Normal. Oh. No. Yeah. Normal. Normally. That was my next normal. guess. Normal. Because nobody. <laughs> nobody's normal. You know? Another thing. On my Sunday show, I've taken on a new uh, theme, a new uh, song. As a theme of my show, and it's called The Eyes of Texas. Why? Cool. Because the Wokies want to get rid of the marching song of the University of Texas. The Eyes of Texas are upon you. Because what? Yeah. You want me to sing it for you? And try oh, to pick oh, out the. <laughs> oh, please do. <laughs> I sing it on my show, so tune in on Sunday. I well, the give, a, give us a, a little bit of it. I want my audience to hear it. Well, what did you say? 
I, I said, give me my audience here. Just a, a little taste of, of, of the song. The eyes of Texas are upon you all the live long day. The eyes of Texas are upon you. You cannot get away. Don't think that you can escape them at night or early in the morn. The eyes of Texas are upon you till Gabriel blows his horn. Where's the racist word? <laughs> Is Gabriel a, a racist? Gabriel's an angel. <laughs> He's gonna I know. So, yeah, he must no, be the racist angel. The reason they say it's racist is because it used to be played in minstrel shows or minstrel bands. And I say, you know, objecting to minstrel bands is one of the most stupid things I've ever heard. Because in effect, what minstrel bands did is they actually opened up entertainment for more and more black people to come in and entertain. You know, it was minstrel bands True story. That led yeah. to the introduction of um, the Nicholas Brothers, you know, in the 1930s and 40s, you know, appearing in movies. It's a big sham. The communists are destroying the foundations of our country by twisting our thinking. It's everything is racist. Everything is racist. Racist, the word, wasn't coined until 1920s when it came popularity through Trotsky. Trotsky used the word racism to describe anyone who loved his nationality, his ethnicity, or his culture, or his country, more than they did communism. That was the original meaning of racist, and that's who started this whole thing. So be aware. You know, I'm aware of these things because I've really been fighting communism all my life, and I know its characteristics. And I say that this neo-communism that's being pawned on everybody it's the same old snake just putting on a new skin. And communism has been molting. It changes its uh, name, its label. What happened in South Africa, the ANC, the African National Congress, yep. that was Marxist communist terrorism that turned a first world country that South Africa was into a shithole country, as the President yeah. of the United States said. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. what they did in South Africa... With the ANC, they are trying to do here. And I urge my fellow African Americans to beware. Stop being used as stooges. Really big diabolical minds are putting on this program. But they're portraying it in the media as if it's black people who are responsible. It's Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter are just being used as Dupes. They're they're puppets. Stupid. They're being used as puppets. Puppets. That's all it is. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And and the transgender and the gay society, because um, Antifa is in fact a an LGBTQ anti uh, uh, PIC, uh, PIC, uh, people of color POC exclusive Correct. organization. And when they put out their manifestos, they say don't don't distribute it to CIS males, which means Christian identity single mm -hmm. males, non POC, non people of color, and non LGBTQ, right? Right. 
and they've embraced the word queer. Remember that they they don't want we're not remember uh, heterosexual white males are not part of the club to the point where uh, somebody coined the term uh, cis uh, gender uh, for hetero uh, males or, or hetero people cis mm-hmm. gender I guess is the yes, term. Right, and the the LGTB LMNOP community uh, said, uh, "No, we're not. We're not going to accept that. You're not welcomed." Well, that's not very uh, inclusive, well, now, is it? What I find interesting, again, you know, they are always practicing divide and conquer, but they divide themselves. It turns out that lesbians are not not happy with having the transgenders as part, you know, clumped together as part yeah. of the movement. Yeah, you know, they are they are against against that. A lot of them. And so the media is trying to paint with this big, broad brush of uh, multiculturalism and diversity. No, you know, America was not based on diversity. It's based on something else. You know what it is? Does, you know what the opposite of diversity is? Inclusion. You're going to be right in there? Inclusion? What is it? No. No. Uh, diversity. University. Well. American yeah. University. We don't need American diversity. And right? unfortunately, unfortunately, the main issue is coming right out of our universities that are brainwashing our, our kids oh, into uh, a lot of uh, the nonsense that's going on. Robert, we're almost out of time. Uh, you know, the tours passed by here real quick, but I, I want you know once again for the audience that are watching and listening uh, to know exactly where they can listen to you or watch you live. Uh, and again, you are on Sundays, and give us the uh, the time and date so everybody can tune in. Okay, the first thing is the URL. It's easy to remember, freedomslips.com. Freedomslips. And I always say this, think of kissing the Statue of Liberty on the lips, freedomslips.com. Then on Sunday, it's Studio A at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and on Mondays, it's Studio B at 10 o'clock at night. And I do appreciate any help anyone can give me. Folks, I've been going through hell in New York, but I'm surviving barely. And if there's any way you can donate anything to help me keep my work going, uh, you can do it through PayPal and robert.morningstar at gmail.com. So if you want to write to me or contact me or donate to uh, my cause, robert.morningstar at gmail.com. And I also have a publication called UFO Spotlight on WordPress, ufospotlight.wordpress.com. And I've just produced one of my, I consider this one of the best articles I've uh, published in years. And it's about UFO and USO encounters by the U.S. Coast Guard in the Pacific in the 1960s and 70s. So thank you very much. Great to be here, Angel. And hello to Kaiser and Jaffe and all our other good friends. in the PSN network. Family. God bless you all. And uh, we, we want to have you back on soon, my friend. I want you to uh, do me a, a small favor. Stay healthy, alive, and well, because we need you going forward, man. We need your voice and your mind and the, the battle and in you. months ahead. And we need you, Angel. Thank you very much for being my friend and having me on. So good night, folks. And remember this. folks.
<laughs> Good night, Robert. Have yourself a great evening. Take care, my friend. There it is, folks, the great Robert D. Morningstar. And, uh, wow. Um, uh, I mean, there's, uh, you know, there it is. You know, uh, you know I can't uh, say enough about the man. He's uh, just a fantastic uh, guest to have on. And I want to thank everybody who uh, tuned in and, and uh, both watched and listened uh, tonight. Please uh, check out the uh, the rest of the uh, shows here on the network. On networks, PSN, and of course, SoFlo. And uh, we'll be back on, on Sunday night right here at 10 p.m. Eastern on Inside the Jackal's Head, live once again. So until next time, my friends, stay alive, stay healthy, stay living kung flu free, and uh, make sure that you let them know that they cannot get away with what they're getting away with anymore. It's time to be heard peacefully and patriotically. Good night, everybody.